praise to God. And now we are going to celebrate God. What a concept of worship. We're going to celebrate the faithful God. Of all the attributes God has, I think the idea of God being faithful is one we readily overlook. Don't, we don't mean to. We, we don't intend to. It's just we don't think about God being faithful. Or if we do, we think about God being faithful if he answers my prayer the way I thought he should. We think about God being faithful when things go the way someone said it would. But we seldom think about what does it mean for God to be a faithful God. We're doing a series on the various uh, stained glass, and we're on the one on the fall. And usually when we study the fall, we talk more about sin than about God. Usually when we study the fall, we talk more about where Adam went wrong than what God did right. And today we're going to look at the faithful God. How many of you heard the words faithful being read in the scripture this morning? Anybody? The word faithful was not there. The concept faithful was there. But you had to know some things first. You had to know some things first. Do you remember just a, about a year ago, roughly, when the tsunami hit Japan? And a little bit afterwards, there was a video that went viral on the internet. And, and it was shown in newscasts across the world. And that video, there was a... Um, you can... It's not advancing for some reason. I think the receiver's not working. That video was of a dog sitting there with a sick dog and would not leave that dog's side. you remember that video? And everybody was moved. Moved because here was this dog loyally sitting there watching over this sick dog and so, when some rescuers tried to come it tried to protect it and they finally figured out a way to get the dog away so that they could care for the sick dog and then there was another situation just a few weeks ago in China where on a very busy road there was a dog who had been hit by a car and another dog went and laid down in the busy street risking its own life to protect that dog you remember that? faithful loyal. When you, think about, when you think about what faithful means, when you look up the word and, and try to figure out what faithful means, you say, what is it? We know it, but we're not sure sometimes. Well, I like to give a, a definition, and that's the following. Being faithful involves being reliable, trustworthy, honest, loyal, dependable, Consistent, responsible, and true. Does that about sum it up? You, you can't say faithful is one word. You have to say all those things. And so if you keep that definition in mind, it involves being reliable, trustworthy, honest, um, loyal, dependable, consistent, responsible, and true. You say, Pastor Gary, where were where was God being faithful in the story of the fall? Didn't he say, 
Didn't he say that when, if Adam and Eve should eat from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that they would die? They didn't die. Did they? Well, what's interesting is in the Hebrew word, it really means that the day you eat of it, in dying, you will die. It really means that the process of death would begin both physically and spiritually. And the moment they ate from the tree, their spirituality waned. Did it not? Their connection with God was broken, was it not? And there was a sense in which they died. God was faithful to what he'd told them. But you only understand God being faithful in that story when you understand what had taken place before he created the world. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8. It tells us that it's talking about the end of time and things that will happen at the end of time. It says, All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All those whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb that was slain from where? From the creation of the world. And a better translation is before the creation of the world. Jesus was slain before the creation of the world? How is that possible? It's possible because God had made a decision that if man should fall, there would be a plan of salvation. If man should sin, God would rescue. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 20 puts it this way. You know that God paid a ransom to save you from empty life, from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere silver or gold. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, uh, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, long before. But he has now revealed him to you in these last days. He's revealed it in these last days. You see, the reason God was faithful in the garden was because he had a plan he had made before man sinned, and God was faithful to the plan. That's why when Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't come running and saying, okay, that's it, I warned you, I told you, you had enough warning, you're done, you're toast, I'm starting over. He would have had every right to do that. That's why God didn't just simply look at them and say, you know, guys, what do I have to do to get through to you? Any of you given that lecture or received it besides me? God doesn't do that. God begins the moment Adam and Eve sin to put the plan of salvation into, into effect. And he put the plan of salvation into effect because he is a faithful God. He was going to be faithful to the creation he had made out of love. What's interesting is that we need to look a little bit at how God is faithful. In what ways is God faithful? The first way God is faithful is he's faithful to himself. Now, that, that sounds kind of strange. 2 Timothy 2, verses 12 to 13 says, If we have died with Christ, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, and you would think it would, the next verse would 
phrase would be, he is faithless. It doesn't say that. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. I'm not going to read uh, some of the passages I was going to read. You can write them down and look them up later. But in Exodus 34, 5 to 7 is the description of the character of God. And that character is that he's merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, willing to keep love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but by no means clearing the guilty. This God is a compassionate God. This God is a, is a loving God. This God is a forgiving God. This God is a just God. Those are the things about he's faithful. That is who he is, and he is not going to be something he is not. Does, does that make sense at all? He is going to deal with us out of his perfect character. And so, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God was faithful <coughs> to who he was. He could not let sin just go by and wink at it. But he couldn't just say that's it. He had a plan. And he was going to follow that plan. What is interesting, when you look at some of those characteristics of God's love, faithfulness is kind of the glue that, that kind of ties them together. When you look at his, his love, and he's just, and he's merciful, and he's holy, God has to be faithful to keep them in a proper tension with each other. If he's only just, his love will not be seen in its fullness. He has to be faithful to his, to his love as well as faithful to his justice. Do you follow me just a little bit? It's his faithfulness that allows his characteristics to be in, in, in perfect tension with each other. But God doesn't just stop at being faithful to himself. He's also faithful to his creation. Psalm 57.10 says that his steadfast love is great to the heavens, his faithfulness to the clouds. The sun came up this morning because God is faithful. The sun will set tonight because God is faithful. The tide will come in and go out because what? God is faithful. You woke up this morning breathing because God is faithful. There's a law of gravity because God is faithful. You, you get my point. This world continues to exist because of the faithfulness of God. But God is just not just faithful to his creation. He is faithful to his people. Psalm 98.3 says he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. To the house of Israel. Was Israel always faithful to God? And yet God was always faithful to them. Does that not give you hope this morning? I am not as faithful to God as I wish I were. If that bothers you, I'm sorry, it's an honest admission. And yet, when I'm not as faithful as I should be, my God is still faithful to me. He's faithful to his people. I want you to notice that God is also faithful to his promises. Psalm 111.7 says, The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. Now, now we like to make God being faithful to his promises to mean when I ask, God gives. When I put my, my coin in the divine prayer vending machine, 
and I punch the button, God's going to give me what I asked for. And if he doesn't, I'm going to kick the divine prayer machine a little bit. No. God is faithful to his promises using his wisdom and his insight and his unconditional love in ways we couldn't think possible. God is also faithful to save. Faithful to save. Psalm 69, 13. In the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. When you look up all the texts that talk about God's faithfulness, the number one reason he's faithful is he's faithful to save. And when you look at the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, that's where his faithfulness comes in. That's where his faithfulness comes in. Notice Genesis 3, verses 14 to 15. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. That's the first promise of salvation recorded in Scripture. The promise of enmity between Satan and man. And the promise of a Savior. The promise of a Savior that God would send to this world to make our salvation assured. Do you see the faithfulness of God in the story of the fall? When man is faithless, God is faithful. He's faithful to his plan. He's faithful to himself. He's faithful to his creation. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his people. And above all, he is faithful to provide salvation for you and me. A week and a half ago, I was eating lunch at a restaurant. I didn't have my iPad. The, I have a standard cell phone. I don't have a smartphone, guys. Some days maybe you can help me with that. I don't know. I'm talking to the young people over here. That was that I couldn't even write down notes, but three thoughts came to me while I was eating. And I must have looked like a barbarian as I gobbled down the rest of the food because I had to get home to write down the thoughts. I couldn't believe it. I got home and I wrote down those thoughts and I then I just, I just had to pray, and I prayed and said, Lord, if there's more, give it to me. And he did. Um, and I, I sat there and I wrote it down, and I came up with about 14 thoughts. And I started playing with them a little bit and started working on them a little bit and started, started kind of just meditating on them. And I'm going to share with you, and this is going to be the conclusion of this message on God's faithfulness. And if you want a copy of it at the end, you can. Uh, I just want to share what God, I believe God gave me. But listen for the faithfulness of God in this piece of poetry. I've titled it Before. Before there was a problem in paradise, there was a plan in heaven. Before man had free will to choose, God had a free gift to offer. Before there was a snake in the tree, there was a Savior on the cross. Before there was a desire by man to be like God, 
there was a decision by God to become a man. Before there was a rebellion in the heart of man, there was reconciliation in the heart of God. Before there was fear to cause man to hide from God, there was love to cause God to search for man. Before there were fig leaves to hide man's shame, there was a robe to show God's glory. Before there were fingers pointing blame, there were outstretched arms providing forgiveness. Before there was the curse of sin, there was the blessing of salvation. Before there was the toil of man's labor, there was the peace of God's rest. Before there were angels to keep sinners from the tree of life on earth, there were angels to prepare saints for the tree of life in heaven. Before there was the disgrace of man's wickedness, there was the grace of God's righteousness. Before there was the unfaithfulness of man, there was the faithfulness of God. And there still is. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are the faithful God. That you are the God who is true to himself. You hold up the world. You promise us to be with us and to provide that which we need, not what we want. Help us to be aware of your faithfulness more than we have been in the past. Remind us that your plan for salvation was not an afterthought, but it was comprehensive and includes us. May we accept that gift you offer. In Jesus' name, amen.